Welcome. You are listening to the Women's Film Institute podcast. The Institute is dedicated to advancing equity for women and girls while working toward bringing greater diversity to the film and entertainment industry. Each episode brings you the brightest writers, directors, and content creators. And now your host, Scarlett Shepard. And on today's show, we talk to trailblazer Susan Silver and comedy writer for The Mary Tyler Moore Show. She talks about her new memoir, Hot Pants in Hollywood, Sex, Secrets, and Sitcoms. Thanks so much, Susan, for joining us. I'm really excited about this book. So let's start out first. You wrote for the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Right. This this is a central character, uh, Mary Richards. She's a single woman. She's entering the workforce in the 1970s. She's pursuing a career as an associate producer for the Evening News. And this was really revolutionary. So as one of the first women in TV sitcom, how did you get started as a writer for the Mary Tyler Moore Show? Well, as Ted Baxter used to say, it started in a small 5,000-watt TV station. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was doing casting for the Rona Martin Laughing, and I wanted to uh, be a writer, but they wouldn't let me because they were all men writers, and they didn't want any women. So um, I had a partner that I had met, Iris Rayner Dart, who went on to write Beaches, And she was uh, managed by Gary Marshall, the late, great Gary Marshall, who became my mentor, my best friend, my manager. And when Iris uh, took a break to have a baby, I said, I just saw this show, Mary Tyler Moore. I can do this. Get me in there. And he said, well, you've never written anything on your own. I said, I know, but I can do it. So because of him, I think they saw me and they said, if we get I pitched a bunch of stories from my life which they had never heard women's stories because there weren't that many women. There was one woman there, Treva Silverman. So they thought everything was wonderful and new. Any woman probably could have come in with it. But they said, if we get picked up for the first season renewal, you get a job. And I did. And I say it was starting on top and the next 20 years were all downhill. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, do you remember any of the stories that you pitched to them? I'm just curious. Because they were my episodes. The first one was the best and greatest because, to tell you the truth, they didn't change anything, and that rarely happens. And because they liked it, they gave me a multiple, and it kind of started my career. It was where Mary has to stand up for the wedding of this girl that she hardly remembers from camp named Twink Fett, who gets a job at the television station and drives everybody crazy and then she and Rhoda have to wear these hideous Bo Peep dresses and it's kind of a classic they always show when they do clips because the the sight gag of her in that dress is quite marvelous the one that uh, Lou Grant Ed Asner won his Emmy for was when his wife moves out and Rhoda decorates his apartment and he hates what she does and he says I love it I love it the minute she leaves the room he says I hate it I hate it and uh, there were three others, but it was a wonderful experience with wonderful people who were so supportive, and they looked for women. They went out of their way to hire women. Yeah, by 1973, I read a third of Mary Tyler Moore's 75 writers were women. That's that's impressive. It's it, it really is, and I think that's why the show resonated so well. It was a different voice. The only one prior to that really was Marlo Thomas, who produced her own show, and and she was very strong feminist, but they were all men writing that show. So basically, I think Mary sounded different, acted different, and reflected our lives at the time. And even today, there are so many young women like you who respond to it, so that shows that we did something right. 
If you love showbiz and you want to know what it's like to be behind the scenes, you must read your new memoir, Hot Pants in Hollywood Sex, Secrets, and Sitcoms. What was, yeah, of course. What Mm -hmm. was the inspiration behind the book? I wore hot pants to meetings. Forgive me. Please, please, Gloria Stein, <laughs> forgive me. But um, there was a TV Guide article about me that said the writer wore hot pants. And the name of my book is Hot Pants in Hollywood. In those days, I didn't know any better. Well, the subtitle of the article was they won't give you $3,500 just because you have good legs. I mean, that's what we used to make on a script. Now they make a heck of a lot more. But um, no, it was it was an error. But heck, it got me into TV Guide and it got me a lot of work. So the main thing I tried to do, because I had been a casting person, every time I wrote something, I tried to have them cast a woman. Like instead of just saying judge, I would say woman judge or, you know, instead of waiter, I'd say waitress, because that's something the casting people just automatically always cast a guy. So that was, I hope, one of the contributions I made. It's a kind of bizarre thing, but in my life, I'm, I say I'm like the female Zelig. I have met almost every icon of my generation, of the baby boom genera- generation. I went to college with Jim Morrison of The Doors. That's before your time. I was. Oh, the- well, I was just li- listening to L.A. Woman. Oh, my gosh. And he was this shy, wonderful little guy with short hair, and we bonded and were very close friends. And I I can't believe what he became. It was so fabulous. I talk about that and where I think he got his inspiration. Um, Then I was in movies when I was in college as an extra. So I was in Viva Las Vegas with Elvis. So, I mean, just on and on and on. Then I worked on Laugh and I met all these people. Then I got into politics. So I met a lot of presidential candidates. And and so I kind of thought, this is an interesting panoply, I guess, of, of our whole generation and how I was standing there like Zelig. That's one of the reasons. And the other reason is to show what it's like to be a woman in a man's world at a time when it really wasn't easy. And hopefully it'll be inspirational to younger women today. It's also about reinventing yourself. You know, we live a lot longer now, and I've had three sort of disparate, separate lives of career and things I've done. And you know, as Stephen Sondheim says, life ain't over yet. We're still here, you know. So I think that's important to, to learn and also about looking for love. And there's a wonderful surprise ending, which I hope people enjoy. And you also dish about sex. So that's always a favorite topic. Yes, I do. I had a dating column for a while called The Search for Mr. Adequate. Because there is no prince after 35, after any age, really. And after 50, you you find someone who's more than adequate. You make him into the one. Can you offer some advice to aspiring comedy writers? Well, it's a, diff- it's a different time now. In my day, we each write our scripts alone. Now they're in a, a room together and there's less of them and it's very hard to get a job. But on the plus side, there's so many places now that you can go on the internet and so many different venues. And it's the corny thing. If you want to write, write. I mean, that's what you have to do. Just keep writing. You find a show you like, you learn how to mimic that because it's really hearing the voices that this character speaks differently than that character. I have a bunch of um, ideas and notes how to write sitcom in the book, which is one third of the book. After Sex and Secrets, you can learn how to write a sitcom. Ooh, I like that. I know that you can sign up for a free chapter. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, if you go on my website, which is obviously www.hotpantsinhollywood, there's a bonus free chapter in there. I just wanted people to get a taste of the book. It's not in the book, so you'll have it as your own special chapter. And it's funny and sexy both, and it kind of tells you who I am. It's what I did on my 50th birthday, and now I'm between 50 and death. I have no more birthdays, so I hope they'll enjoy (laughs) it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the free chapter? Is this a a birthday present to yourself? Yes, he was. Ooh. (laughs) He is nameless, but he's a a category that you'll all understand and be interested in reading about. I'm really excited about this book. We can go to hotpantsinhollywood.com. And there's a place to order the book, and then there's a place to get that free chapter. And one thing on the website, there's a place to comment and to reach me. And I very much would love to hear from the readers and women about if the book means something to them and if it helped them or if they have any comments. That would mean a lot to me because, you know, we write, we send it out there. We don't always get a response. And the listeners can go to hotpantsinhollywood.com to learn more about your events and get your book. Thank you so much, Susan, for being on the show. Thank you. You have just listened to the Women's Film Institute podcast with your host, Scarlett Shepard. Check us out and subscribe to our podcast at womensfilminstitute.com.